Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. What's up, Minnesota? It's Jason Webb. I am at Bauer Design and Build, located in Plymouth, Minnesota. Across from me is the famous Mike Bauer, president and CEO. How are you doing, Mike? Fantastic. Good. And to my left is the beautiful, the talented Melanie LaRue. How are you doing, Melanie? I'm great. Thanks, Jason. Good. All right. So I'm pretty excited about this podcast because anytime I get the founder of a business, the, the the man or the woman that started it all, it always creates a special interest for me. You know, I'm an entrepreneur myself. I've been self-employed since 2001. And I know it takes some shit, man, to get through those uh, tough times and make a business work. I tell people, you know, that first year and a half of business uh, probably took about 10 years off my life, Mike. I mean, I was living on caffeine, (laughs) eating shit food, not working out, not sleeping, doing it all, stressing myself out. And uh, it's not easy, is it, Mike? No, it's not. You, uh, If you start your own company, you've got to kind of have a... The uh, outlook of uh, the glass is half full or, and also have a set of cast iron balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cast iron balls. Did you hear that? That's what you need to get something like this going. And you guys are killing it. You know, uh, I've heard of you guys before I sat down with you guys. And the thing I heard is you guys are growing fast and the company hasn't been around all that long when you consider the projects that you guys are working on, the number of employees that are here and so on. And uh, why? What, what, what's the secret sauce? You got everybody hopped up on caffeine and or, or, or why is it, why are things going so well for you, Mike? Well, I got a fabulous cup of coffee, so maybe that is it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, and uh, what were you asked? You want caribou or Starbucks? Yeah, they had both. <laughs> yeah, no shitty office coffee here, right? Definitely not. <laughs> so Even the I, cup is cool. Yeah, it is cool. So I don't know. Let me, let me, let me, I guess, tell you a little story about myself. When I was, a, I became self-employed at first when I was a chiropractor and I worked at a clinic as an intern. I became an like a, a independent contractor within that clinic. I built up some clientele. I got brave enough to go on my own. Still didn't really have much money. I started that first clinic, no money in the bank, a $5,000 credit card, a hope and a dream. And, uh, Man, I was. I remember I was charging my gas and my milk and everything. I had no money, man. And but I'm like, I'm going for it. And it was stressful. And I started three clinics after that. They all did well, but it's a scary situation. Like you got a, what'd you say, brass balls? Is that the kind of cast iron? Cast iron balls. Yeah. So what? What were the early days for you, Mike? What was that like for you? Can you kind of paint that picture for me? Like, how did you come up with this idea of start starting Bauer Design and Build, and what were those early days like? Well, I uh, I, I uh, started my career actually at, at Ryan Companies. Um, oh. They were a larger uh, design build firm in mm-hmm. town here, and I worked twelve years. Okay. Um, after finishing uh, college, worked there twelve years and. Did you go to college for like construction management or anything like that? Yeah, for construction management. Prior to that, I was uh, uh, I 
went to school at uh, Faribault AVTI, which is now South Central Community College down in Faribault for okay. carpentry and cabinet making. Okay. Worked in a trade as a carpenter uh, for a few years and then uh, decided to go get my four-year business degree in construction. And then I, I uh, worked at Ryan Companies for 12 years and uh, they pretty much had my learning curve pretty vertical and... Okay. They liked nice. this. Uh, they liked this uh, pig farmer that grew up in southern Minnesota, because that's where I grew up. Learned the hard work ethics and yeah. honesty, integrity, and taking care of everybody around you. And they liked this farm kid that also understood construction. And uh, they just pretty much had my learning curve like that, and just kept giving me more and more responsibility. And uh, I quickly gained the reputation uh, at. At Ryan, if it's a tough project and uh, we had and uh, we had a chance of losing our ass on the project, give it to Bauer; he'll figure out how to wait, make it happen. So yeah, good for and you. It did. And uh, so with that, I just they just kept giving me more and more uh, experience and more uh, challenges, responsibilities, more responsibilities. And um, so I was like I said, I was there sixteen years, and uh, the last few years they realized that uh, that I really wanted to do more and have more responsibility, and so they. They gave me the opportunity to start up uh, three or four of the other offices around the country, and uh, my wife turned all of those down for me. <laughs> so actually, she told me I could go, but you're going alone, she said. So, oh, okay. so then I, you know, I next thing I you know, was like, okay, well, I'm going to go start my own thing. And, uh, yeah. and I actually left Ryan on fabulous terms, and uh, I still got a lot of great friends over there. And, and to be honest with you, if I, if I saw Pat Ryan here right now today, he'd give me a hug and a kiss. On the oh, cheek, just like yeah. he does every time I see him. So okay. we got a great relationship there. I left on uh, great terms, so I, I couldn't be happier about uh, the way the I got transition. transition and how I, and everything I learned at there. Ryan's a fantastic company and I've taken a lot of those values and I've, that's kind of how I started this company up too. So, mm. Mm. But. Um, I, I see you got the big office now, but those early days, what, what was it? What was it like? Was it just you and a, a couple guys or and what was your focus on in those early days? Uh, the first six months, it was pretty much just me. And then okay. I, uh, brought in an office, uh, gal to help me out part time. Um, actually my wife was actually, she had her own business too. Okay. And what, she, what was she doing? Uh, she's got a mechanical contracting business. Uh, really? Climate, Climate Makers is the name of her company. Okay. Huh. Um, but uh, she did uh, all the bookkeeping for, for me. Okay. Um, nice. That, you know, all the accounting side. But then I eventually I hired a project manager about nine months into the company. Okay. And just it was slow. It was tough. Yeah. And it's, you know, so I was actually project managing and superintendent both all day long and uh, marketing and networking after hours. Wow. And one of the things I found, especially early on in, in, you know, in the first few years is that no matter how busy you are, you have to always be out marketing and mm. trying right. to drum up the next job. Even, even if you think you're over the tip of your skis already, because you never know. <laughs> You never know there's a project falls off, you know, yeah. and all of a right. sudden you're sitting there with a... Dead time. Dead and, time, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know what happens during dead time. Yeah. There's no money coming. Nothing. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. So is this kind of you for the first six months? And then um, you had uh, like an administrative assistant come in and do some office yep. work. And then nine months into it, you had a project manager come in and right. help you with that. And uh, But it was slow. So we started in 2005. And if you remember... 2008 sucked. How did you manage to start in 2005 and survive through 2008 and nine? Well, it's a tough, again, you got to, I'm an optimist and you have yes. to always be, you know, 
looking on the bright side and really be positive all the time and be marketing all the time. And one of the things that good friends of mine told me when I was starting up my company is going to take four or five years before, if you're doing everything right, it's going to mm-hmm. take actually five to seven years before you start feeling this inertia and things you get know, some traction, starts, get some traction, things start sm- snowballing. Yeah. But the thing is, if you are always being true to everybody and doing what you say you're going to do and doing good things for others. Yeah. Integrity. Integrity. The reputation. Work, reputation. It's yeah. going to come. And yeah. don't ever let that falter in those areas. Never let, you know, never, yeah. you got to stay true to that. And if you, and if you do, things will start snowballing. So in 2007, my, my goal was to, uh, by the end of the year was, to, it was a, it was a big jump I was going to be taking <laughs> and, and, uh, I was going to be hiring a couple more project managers and more office staff and, well, then in 2007, uh, ironically, we were just coming down in, in November of all the work we had, and we had three mm. really nice projects that were going to be taking off. Mm. Well, in less than two and a half weeks, we had all three of those projects canceled. Canc- oh, just canceled. Shit. So I'm going into the winter with absolutely zero work. Mm. And, Sunk. Yeah, zero work. And so I literally was on the phone. I'm not kidding you eight, 10 hours a day making phone calls. And, but I wasn't singing the blues. I was just looking for work, looking for work and networking and Mm -hmm. being positive and uh, wasn't singing the blues at all. I love that. uh, But it took from November to, uh, I would say end of January before I landed my first project. So I had better part of three months there with zero income coming in. Just living on pure determination. Yep. Yep. So making sure all the suppliers and subcontractors are always paid with what I owed them and, and uh, being positive. Then my, uh, my first income didn't come in and, and until, cause we started a project about the first of March, by the time actually some revenue started coming in. Well then 2008 ended up being our biggest year ever. What? And, what? and a lot of that is from that determination. That just, work you put in. Wow. That work I put in, the phone calls I made and things like that. And, and today, a lot of those phone calls and, and relationships that I built yeah. during those phone calls and yeah. lunches and breakfasts that I went and did during those few during months, those few months, I still have a lot of those clients today, wow. so, which is kind of cool. So That is really cool. Yeah. So That's a heck of a hope story. But it's so then, then in 2009, the bottom dropped out. And, got worse. And, well, yeah. And I literally, I had uh, hardly any work coming in at all in 2009. Right. And I took zero salary. And then uh, I made sure all my employees were paid and subcontractors were paid. But I took zero salary for the entire year. And uh, then in November of that month, of that year, I, I had a intuition that we, I had a lot of projects potentially that I could chase, but I needed to be hiring another senior project manager with me to give me a little more credibility and, and confidence to the potential clients yeah. that, mm-hmm. that I could take those on. Yeah. And uh, so I was hiring another So despite b- the fact you weren't busy, you still hired somebody. Correct. Yeah. Leap of faith. If well, you build if it, you, they will come. Well, if you remember, my wife was doing our accounting at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I've never seen her so mad ever in my life. After you hired that person? <laughs> she she don't like, swear, but she had a whole lot of Effenheimers flying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was upset that you took it upon yourself to hire somebody when no money's coming in. Correct. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, but I had this intuition and, and I tell you what, so that was 2009, 2010 was even our best. 2010 was even better than 2008. Wow. And so then we actually were, we actually were growing by, I would say between 30 and 40% every year for a few years there. That is immense growth. And we even had, uh, we even had where we were doubling, we were doubling, there was about three years in a row that we actually doubled in in revenue. That's phenomenal. But, uh, but again, it's, it's just hard work and, uh, and watching out for everybody else, not necessarily watching out for me. It's just watching out for everybody else and helping them out and doing the right thing. And right. you were so, taken care of in the process. Right. Exactly. Absolutely right. So during those rough times with no money coming in and you're trying to stay positive and make those phone calls and build relationships. And stay it, married. Stay married. <laughs> stay right. married. <laughs> right? Was there ever a point in time where you're like, oh, man, I don't know if I made the right choice here. I should have probably just stuck it out at Ryan or... You know, that's a great question because one said of the, it to you, not me this time. <laughs> <laughs> one of the best words of advice uh, the CFO at uh, Ryan gave me, uh, Tim Gray is his name. <laughs> While you were there or during this right tough time? I, right when I was leaving. Okay. He okay. says, Mike, you're leaving a great company here. And I says, yep, I'm well aware of that. He says, but do yourself a favor. I says, what's that? He says, he says, when you walk out the door, don't look back. Stay gone. Yeah. Don't look back. Yeah. And don't second guess yourself. And yes, exactly. And yeah. I tell you what, those words I remembered during those tough times that just kept playing in my head. Yeah. I got goosebumps. Yeah. And so that's literally what kept me moving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, it, isn't it interesting when you come across these people and you have these interactions with them and they can make a simple statement such as that. And for some reason, it like glues to your brain. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It just glues there. And uh, you can reflect back on it and uh, draw from it. You know, I call that, or I refer to it from, I'm stealing it from David Goggins' book, It Can't Hurt Me. He calls that uh, uh, cookies in your cookie jar, right? And when you go through tough times or you have those uh, memorable conversations in life and you, and, you, and you come across another tough time, you go to the cookie jar and you pull out that cookie. In this case, it's that conversation you had with that man back at Ryan Companies. Or maybe it's another uh, conversation or difficult time you've gone through and you've gone through it successfully and you made it to the other side. And you're like, man, if I can do that, I can do this. Or that guy t- told me to do that. I'm going to do that and I can do this. You know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's interesting. I have those moments in my life too that you draw from and it's like, it's uh, it's like divine intervention, I guess, right? Pivotal. Yeah, yeah it's a pivotal point. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, kudos to you, man. Now, you know, one thing that you said earlier on is this farm kid. And uh, I've had a little experience on the farm, and that is tough work. Was it, uh, what kind of farming was it that you grew up with? We were uh, hog farmers. And, okay. uh, ah, and my grandfather was a hog farmer. And my Mom and dad would not automate at all. So everything was mm-hmm. manual. I mean, just literally mm-hmm. shoveling manure by hand and, and feeding the livestock with uh, five-gallon pails and, you know. Oh, wow. Kind of, I mean, there was no automation. No feeders whatsoever. even. Yeah. Well, the fe- we had feeders, but everything okay. was, you know, just uh, 
Nothing the, fancy. The, nothing fancy whatsoever. <laughs> and yeah. so we actually were just... They had you. Yeah, we had us. But my dad actually had... Uh, my dad had MS. Uh, he was diagnosed at the age of about 35, 36. Mm. So he had times where he was not... Uh, kind of limited. Well, he, he was very do. limited, yes. Yeah. So my mom, she was... Uh, God bless her. She was a... Uh, Literally the strongest woman I've ever met in my life physically. She literally was the strongest woman. And uh, we had many people that came onto the farm to help build this or that or pour concrete or whatever. And my mom would be right in the trenches with them, helping them out. And every single time um, those guys would say, she's stronger than I am. (laughs) (laughs) And she was, she was literally really strong. That's yeah. awesome. So she worked her tail off her whole life. Yeah. Um, that was kind of your role model in a sense. Like, I mean, you see your parents out there working hard and busting their butt, and you're like, well, that's that's what I do. That's who right. I am too, right. Right? right? Especially with your dad having MS and your mom being a woman, you know, yep. I mean, yep. we don't have the physical strength per se as a man typically, mm-hmm. but they both got out there anyways and right. did right. the damn thing. right. And I, you know, what I learned from them is, you know, the work, hard work ethic and taking care of others and watching out for those who took care of you. Those, those are the, you know, the biggest things that I learned from mom and dad. Yeah. Besides the hard work ethic. I mean, it's just yeah. those other things about taking care of others. That's always echoed in my mind and helping others out. And to yeah. this day, that's one of the things that we really stress and, you know, as a company is uh, always help others. Be a giver, not a taker. Exactly. I'm going to send you a book. It's called The Go-Giver. And, um, <laughs> I've read it. It's fantastic. Oh, you've already Isn't read it? Isn't a great yep, one? It's a fantastic yeah. book. Easy read. So. Yeah. So easy, but so like mentally changing. It sticks with you. It, it really does. does. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Does. It's, a little, it's a little quirky, but I tell you yeah. what, there is, <laughs> there is so many things in there that are just absolutely true. And if it's, it, uh, I'm a firm believer in that. So yeah. the more you give, the more you get. And if, if you... And in the book, it's it is literally is it's uh, it's about if you take care of others mm-hmm. and help them out, yeah, things are going to come your way, yeah, just naturally, yeah, will. That's how the universe works. Yep, it's an easy read. So anybody listening, I I echo, yeah, please yeah, take go to the giver. Yep. And you know that brings up this podcast. You know, a lot of people ask why I do this podcast, and uh, my famous line is, "This is going to sound like hippy dippy bullshit," but I honestly believe. <laughs> That the more I give, the better my life becomes, you know? And it does. Yeah, yeah. It it truly does. Yeah. So I've uh, echoed that, said those same things to our company time and time again, especially during our all-company meetings, is that uh, the more we give, uh, Mm. the more we're going to get out of it. And and always look to giving our clients, not only our clients, but our subcontractors and vendors and architects and engineers. If If we do everything right, and help others out and help them along the way, help them be successful on the projects, Yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to be a great experience. And, yeah. and then if that experience is great, it makes it a lot easier for them to be waving the Bauer flag and said, hey, if you ever get a chance, use Bauer, you know? Yeah. And I tell you what, we've got some of our longest-term clients that we've got, developers that are out there, they actually will tell other developers that they got to be using us. Oh, really? I tell you what, that's, that's that pretty goes cool. Well. Yeah. It's pretty cool when you hear that. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, and it's uh, I don't know. 
Yeah, I agree. Goes I, get, a long I get kind way. of emotional when I talk about it. But no, right. I get it, man. I get it. It's uh, it's an important thing in life. And your marketing specialist, Melissa, over there, she mentioned a, another thing you guys give to. Don't you have some kind of uh, event that it's a? Well, I don't know. What, what did you call it? Gildas? Gilda Radners. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. So Can you want to talk about that a little bit? Yep. I joined the uh, board of directors for Gilda's Club about three and a half years ago, and I was awestruck by what they do and how they help people out that are their lives are negatively impacted by cancer. And so I joined the board and uh, they were looking for different ways to raise money. And I, I uh, came up with the idea of uh, doing a, a clay pigeon shoot down at the Orson Hunt Club. Okay. And, oh, that was your idea? Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've and, heard of that. Uh, they said they had never done anything like that. They said, well, have you done something like this before? I says, no, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up with the help of many staff uh, here at Bauer, we uh, put together the first hunt down there, or clay pigeon shoot, I should say. And we had 155 shooters the first year. Wow. And we raised about 66,000 roughly, give or take. Awesome. Which was, uh, the Horse and Hunt Club had never seen anything like that. They said typically your first hunt or uh, fundraiser. Event, fundraiser like yeah. that that they have, you're in that 20 to 30 people maybe at most. Wow. They've never seen 155 shooters ever. Yeah. So wow. They said they've got companies that have been coming down or doing the same thing for 10, 15 years in a row and don't even have 100. So, wow. Yeah. So last year we had 177 shooters and raised about 100,000. Okay. This year we're up about the same amount of shooters and we raised about 122 to 125,000, something like that. Good so, for you, man. Right. So congratulations. So that was your third year now doing that? Uh, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. So we've had a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of uh, participation by our subcontractors, vendors, clients, architects, mm. engineers uh, that have uh, really have stepped up. And uh, that's one of the things I love about the construction industry is there's just really good down to earth people that are in mm. it. So. Mm-hmm. And it's a small world, this it is construction world. industry it is in Minnesota. World, so. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows everybody. And we have an absolute blast down there. And, and it's and it's one way that we just give back to the community because that's one of the things that um, we talk about uh, as a company is to always be looking ways to give back and give to the community. So and that's just one, one way that we do that. So. That's well, awesome. You know, outside of the hard work, of being a farm boy and having the education and the know-how to get the job done, uh, yeah, I would definitely, I definitely feel like that a big contributor to your success has been your giving attitude. You yep. know, yeah, not only with the fundraiser, but like you said, making uh, your subcontractors look good and you work, you know, working with your employees and giving back to them. And uh, this is how the universe works, man. It, yeah, it, yeah, it does. And you know, and I, uh, we never, I never go into a relationship. And, I, and this is honest to God's truth. I never go into a relationship expecting I got to get something out of it from yeah. somebody else. I, oh, I never yes. go into that. Yes. Great advice. Um, so, and if you keep that attitude, you know, yeah. what goes around comes around. Yeah. And uh, so, I, so I'm a firm believer in that. If somebody's looking for help, I just always make myself available to help them, no matter how busy I am. And I tell my employees that too, no matter how busy you are, you got to find a way to help somebody out. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. and then and being active and involved with, you know, whether it's in your church or Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts. Community. Community stuff. Just yeah. always be giving, 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 you know. 
So. Good advice. Even at home. Even at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, let's on that note, shift shift the focus over to uh, business. What is it that uh, Bauer Design Build does? I gather in simple terms, you are a general contractor for commercial projects. But uh, do you have any particular niches or areas of focus or specialties that uh, you want to mention in case there is a listener out there to be like, hey, these guys are exactly what I need. Let me give them a call. So we're, we're very diverse. We do a wide variety of project types. We do office, office, industrial. We do a lot of clean rooms, labs, high-tech, mid-tech projects. That uh, seems very kind of niche right? There's not a lot, yep. a lot of people out there doing that, yep. is there? Uh, no, there's a, uh, it's very few. Yeah, so, right? yeah. Takes a special skill set for right. like a clean room, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yep. And then uh, we do a lot of uh, multifamily and senior housing projects as well. Okay. Uh, and uh, so we've got a number of those projects going on, uh, from anywhere from fourteen million dollar projects to you know forty forty one million dollar projects going on. Nice. Uh, so there's that kind of size. We do a lot of office industrial work that we do could be anywhere from a few hundred thousand dollars to again. million worth of work. So we're very diverse in the size as well. So, Yeah. All over the country or just Minnesota? Uh, Mostly around here, but uh, we actually, uh, we've got repeat clients that will take us out of of state. Uh, We've got, we're doing some work up in North Dakota. We're doing some work down in St. Louis, Missouri. We've done our second project down there. We've done a handful of projects down in Iowa where clients take us down there. So, but predominantly it's it's right around uh, the Minneapolis area here. So... Gotcha. Right. What's the future looking like? Uh, got any big plans? Are you expanding in any niches or any new markets or keep doing what you're doing? Well, we're hopefully keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's working for you. <laughs> uh, but we're uh, going to continue to expand in the, the medical. Uh, we're going to keep expanding in the industrial and uh, high-tech projects, mid-tech projects. So mm. if we don't have one clean room going on at a time, we, we've got probably two or three we're building at a, at a time. So. Mm. If I were looking for somebody, let's say, just to build my new office space, and they specialize in clean room building, I would hire that person in a second because I would expect the utmost cleanliness, the utmost organization, things of that nature. Am I right to assume that? Yeah, there's uh, when you're... When you specialize in doing high-tech, mid-tech projects like that, uh, there is uh, kind of a stigma that kind of... I don't know if that's the right word or yeah. reputation that kind of comes along with it that you're used to doing, you know. Clean work. Clean work, detailed work, where your eyes are really on very important things. A lot of people can build office space, so mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. But there's something about having your eyes on on the, on the critical little details that make the difference. So Yeah, that's true. Right. So you wouldn't hire my friend Brian with his butt crack hanging out and stains all over his t-shirt? I, oh. No. Uh. No offense to Brian. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Brian? Uh, he's a friend of mine from high school. He's just a residential contractor, one-man show. But he's, uh, he helped me you build guys, my deck. Oh, yeah. You guys seem to also specialize. I, I know it's Bauer Design Build, so obviously design is a piece of that. But as I look around your office, your pictures, everything, I see a leg up there. 
I see, you know, an eye for design that a lot of people don't have. And do you, do you think you specialize in that? Yeah, we do. And one of the things, because we do a lot of design build work where we're responsible mm-hmm. for, for the design as well. Yes. We've got more, I think, I think we've got a little leg up on, on uh, understanding what the architect and the engineers needs and also really a, an ear for listening to the client of what they need and making sure that we're constantly filtering that out and understanding not just hearing them, but really understanding them. Right. And then challenging our designers along the way that that to make sure that they are also hearing the client. Yeah. Not, not just hearing them, but also understanding, understanding. them. Yeah. There's the difference. You yeah. Know? Right. You can hear somebody, but are you truly understanding them? Yeah. So Good point. Yeah. yeah your office here, it almost presents itself as a showroom for yeah. a potential expert. Uh, you know, and then product for a client. You know it, I mean? it 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 does. Thank you. We appreciate. It. We're pretty proud of the space that we've we designed, and built out here. Because we didn't want to make a show piece. We wanted to make it a show place. More of just showing clients and about different, uh, whether it's floor coverings and ceilings and wall coverings and things that to give them an idea of different things that they can do in their office space. And the yeah. variety. And the variety, that. yes, exactly. So giving them some choices. So if you walk through our office space, you'll see different types of lighting in the office space. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll see different ceiling tiles, oh, yeah. you know, throughout the office space. I but love it, these, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of the garage door. That's a, that's a good touch. That's cool. Yep, we've been uh, yeah. implementing that into a lot of our client spaces, and they love it. So that more industrial looking. Yeah. Yeah. Feel. And the way you got that glass etched in the garage door, that's a nice touch. I've never seen that before. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and that's, you can actually do that pretty economically. Wow. Nice. Cool. So you brought some uh, things that you wanted to talk about. I don't know. I, we're, we're approaching 30 minutes here, and I don't know if uh, – I don't want to cut you short in case there's something in particular you want to bring up and let the listeners know about. But uh, is there anything that we kind of – skipped over that you want to mention you had you had asked me earlier about what kind of sets us apart yeah uh, from others yeah. you know and i think hold on let me answer that question and then you answer it okay right. <laughs> <laughs> Go, what's, Jason. yeah okay i mean we've known each other a whopping whatever you know 40 minutes but what i see is a small town boy from southern minnesota growing up on the farm realizing and experiencing the value of hard work and, and and giving back to others by having a good a good uh, upbringing by your parents and you had good role models coming up in applying that to business along with the expertise that you've gained by going to college and working at the Ryan company so not only do we have the hard worker and the expert technically, but now throw in the magic third leg of this giving attitude of I'm, I, I, I give what I get. I got to treat people with respect. Integrity is utmost important. I'm going to do what I say and say what I do. And I'm going to take care of people without the idea of what am I going to get back at the situation? That's what sets Bauer apart. Yep. <laughs> I must say amen to that. Amen. Hallelujah. That was you're, good. You're a good study. Yeah. <laughs> I listen. I listen. He listens and understands. 
So I don't know. Did I miss a part of that? Uh, what, what, how you, would you, you answer that question, you, Mike? You hit, it, you hit on a lot of the things there. So <laughs> okay. It's, uh, you know, people ask me, so now we just celebrated our, we just celebrated a month ago our, our uh, 16-year anniversary mm. because we couldn't celebrate 15 years. Oh, because COVID. Of, because of COVID. So yeah. we had like 400 people at our, our office out here. Oh, awesome. You know, live band, the whole deal, hog roast. It was, it, was oh, a lot, it was a lot of fun. Nice. Nice mix of people from subcontractors, designers to clients. It was just, and family and friends too. So cool. it was just a lot of fun, but. Yeah. Um, so you take care of your so own. We, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. We do. And, and a lot of people ask me, what was the, you know, what was the best thing that you've done or your favorite thing and you think what you're most proud of uh, over the last 16 years. And I've told several people over the last couple of months, I said, what the thing I'm most proud of is, uh, is a culture that, mm. that we've developed. Yeah. And the company that we built the people here is what I'm most proud of. Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. It's, uh, there, there isn't one person in this, in the entire company that, uh, wouldn't do anything for anybody else. Yeah. Um, there's, there isn't one person in the company that would say that's not in my job description. Oh yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, so that's what I'm most proud of. It's also relationships outside of here. We've built a lot of great buildings, a lot of uh, buildings for clients and projects for clients that I'm very proud of. Mm. Uh, but it's those relationships that we've established and, and it really is the the culture that we've got here. Um, I tell every new employee when they come here that have them come into my office and I sit down in my office and grab a cup of coffee and I never sit down with a new employee unless I'm, I've got a couple hour window. Oh yeah. Okay. You don't want to feel rushed. Right. Yeah. And I just tell them the story. I just tell them my story where I'm coming from. And then I want to hear their story. Where do they come from? I really want to understand who they are and what makes them tick. And, uh, because I also want to know how I can help them out. And, yeah. and I tell every new employee that you're working for me as much as I'm working for you, uh, or I'm yeah, working for great. you as much, I, I'm yeah, working I for it. you as much as you're working for me. Yeah. I tell everyone, every employee that. And also the other thing I tell them is the day you think you're better than anybody else, that's the day to just sit down and write your resignation because I'm mm. not going to put up with it. And neither mm. be, <laughs> yeah. Neither is anybody else in the company going to put up with it because we all are are no better than anybody else. It's a team. It's a team. It truly is a team. And um, so, and I, up until probably about four years ago, I didn't live and breathe that mm. as truly as much as I, I, I said. Mm -hmm. But once I started really living up to my words about, uh, if, if you're, if you're not fitting within our culture, you're out, you're out. Okay. Mm. And, and doesn't make you a bad person. It just means that you're not the right not a good fit. fit. It's just not a right fit. It doesn't make you a bad person. But right. until I really, until I really, uh, got to the point where I, I lived that truly. Yeah. I, there was a shift. Yeah, there was a shift there. And, you know, and, and, you know, you could, you could sense at times when there was somebody that was in a company that didn't fit the right culture. Sure. There was always a little rift there, you know, yeah. a little, you know, un, you know, unsettled waters kind of thing. A yeah. lack of that positivity. That Correct. You but when I, but when I started really letting, I let some good project managers go, some good superintendents go. Um, technically good. Technically very, very good, but they did Didn't not fit. fit. They did not fit the culture. They, they weren't about who we are. Yeah. They thought they were better than others, you know. Yeah. Mm. And once I started really doing that, our 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 level of our our culture and the tightness of the company just got better and better and better. 
solidified it. It just literally, yeah, literally, yeah. That's a good word. So, wow, uh, man, I'm inspired. But, me uh, too. I'm gonna go be a general contractor and be like you, Mike. <laughs> yeah. All right. But I think just always doing the right thing for clients too is that if you see a client, one thing if you see a client that's going down the wrong path on something, mm-hmm. let them know. Don't let them make a mistake. Don't, sure. You know, even if it costs us money, even yeah. if it costs us, you know, a, a project. Yeah. Don't let them go down the wrong path. Yeah. We've had clients that were wanted to build this or that and and you know, they've got they're talking to other general contractors and they're getting proposals from them and then when I sit down with them I literally tell them I I don't think this is what you should do. Right. And they say mm-hmm. why? You know, and and we ended up winning work because we were honest with them. Mm-hmm. And they ended right. up you know, taking a left-hand turn. Yeah. And following and your they, direction. And they've, they've thanked me many times for for speaking up yeah because you know? nobody else was but i just don't like seeing people being misled amen right. to that but i have a question so let's say there's a i don't know somebody younger listening to this and they want to be the next mike bauer what oh advice gosh. would you give them <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem like a bad thing from here <laughs> But if they want to, you know, if their ultimate goal is to run a construction company like this, uh, what would your advice to them be? I would really strongly advise them to work in the field, mm-hmm. which I did. I would get them to work, uh, really listen and work hard. You need to be the hardest working person in a company. and Because if you're mm-hmm. not, when you start off your own company, you're going to find that you've got to work even harder than you were before. Right. So you better get used to it. Yeah. And, you know, and I, you know, in my early days at Ryan, I was always the first one in the office and one of the last ones to leave. Mm-hmm. I was always the one making coffee in the morning. And you need to have the mindset that nothing is beneath you. Be, right. Always being willing to do everything and anything and help others out. It, you really do. And there's a lot of good, strong, technical people in the industry. Surround yourself with a with a mentor that's that's got that's good at heart, mm-hmm. that understands construction mm-hmm. and really absorb everything they have. And again, be be active in the community too, and also in the in the different trades within the construction air arena. Uh, get active in that. So, and don't be just don't just join something to join it. Right. You also be need to be active. Take yeah, a, get involved. Get involved. Yeah. So, but and are you guys hiring right now? We are, uh, we're, we're constantly looking at new hires, even if it's not for, you know, for three, four, six, eight months down the road. Right. We're constantly looking for bench strength. Okay. So we're, so we're looking at building relationships again with, uh, with people out there in the industry and just, again, making sure that they are the right fit because you don't just get a feel of somebody being right for the culture by just one or two meetings and interview. Mm-hmm. It's several. It's it's having them come in for an interview. It could be going out for breakfast. It could be going out for a happy hour. You know, just really getting to know them in, mm-hmm. in different settings. That's where you really start understanding is somebody the right fit. So That's really cool. Yeah. All right. So you want to go to lunch or happy <laughs> hour? <laughs> I'm more of a lunch person myself. <laughs> uh, funny. All right. Well, let's bring this home. Uh, we're approaching 40 minutes. Bauer de, uh, Design and Build, B-A-U-E-R, located in Plymouth, Minnesota. Mike Bauer's the man behind the mic today. He's the president and CEO. The office phone number over here is 763-972-0001. 
zero. And the website is Bauer Design Build. Try that one. www.bauerdesignbuild.com. There you go. Yeah. All right. So I guess uh, to sum this up real quick is I really get the impression from you, Mike, that, you know, talking to you, you say the right things, right? A lot of people say the right things. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's all about the people. You got to do the right thing. You got to have integrity and so on, right? But I am 100% certain and confident it's not just lip service coming from you, Mike. It's Amen. It's coming from deep down in that soul out of <laughs> southern Minnesota. I can feel it, man. You, you, oh, you, when you. you say it, you mean it. And uh, you mean business. I'm expecting some really great things from Bauer Design Build. Uh, you guys are growing, and I don't see you guys slowing down anytime soon. Mike, I appreciate your time on Minnesota Made today. You did a great job, man. Thank you. I appreciate you coming in. Thanks. Thanks, listeners. That's it, guys. If you know of a Minnesota business leader or a mover and shaker that you feel would be a great guest, please have them go to minnesotamadepodcast.com and have them apply for the show. Thanks for listening, Minnesota. Minnesota.